Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in again to the Grace for the City podcast. I'm Justin, and we are honored to be able to gather together with you around the word today. It is 2024, and we have got a great year ahead of us of exploits. Remember that verse, those who know their God shall do exploits. So we thank the Lord that we get to participate with him. And uh, I want to thank you for participating with us. I'm telling you one way that you can help us is by praying for the podcast. Our desire is that this just gets in front of the right people. We want to help them, encourage them, challenge them, strengthen them, motivate them, give them strategy so that they can go out there and do what they need to do for Jesus and uh, rack up those rewards. Hallelujah, friends. The other thing is you can partner with us should the Lord put on your heart and financially contribute to the podcast. You could pay it forward. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of cost associated with doing uh, this, and we want to get all the way around the world. We want to reach as many people as possible, and your contributions make that possible, friends. So thank you so much for considering that. You can go to the, our website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give, and if you'll select the drop-down menu, select the studio project, that fund goes into the podcast, but it also is going to help us build out our new studios that we are got coming. We should start on that in the fall. It's going to be awesome. And so thank you so much for just considering your part. Praise the Lord. All right. By the way, there's no charge. So just tune in. Let's get into the word together and let's enjoy our time. Uh, As the word begins to minister to us, faith come up in our heart. Hallelujah. Faith cometh by hearing. That's what I want to talk about a little bit today. I want to talk about measuring the word. If you have a Bible or, or digital Bible or whatever, I'm going to be looking at Mark 4 and 2 Peter. There's a couple things that will jump out here that will be encouraging to us. Notice this in Mark 4. He said, be careful what you are hearing. The measure, that's where I get that title, measuring the word. The measure, Amplified says, of thought and study you give to the truth that you hear will be the measure of power or strength or force and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given those who hear. This is a powerful verse. And, uh, you know, he's, in, he's, he's cautioning, he's challenging us to be watchful how we measure what we're hearing. Uh, we want to give a big measure to the stuff that's going to come back to us multiplied. You know, another place in Mark 4, he talks about the sower who sows the word into certain uh, soil. And there are some conditions given, different types of soil. The soil is the heart. The seed is what's being sown. uh, sown. That's the word. And he said some of that seed can produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. And there's a little bit of responsibility on our part associated with the type of return that we get back out of the word. And here he's saying that if you will pay attention, be watchful, the measure that you give, if you give a big measure, then there'll be a large measure of that power, force, virtue, strength, and knowledge that is a harvest unto you. Now, I like to um, say it like this, that 
let's say that we were going to give away free ice cream and the contingency was that the amount that you got would be dependent upon the size of spoon that you bring. And so, you know, sometimes people bring, uh, you know, to the table a very tiny spoon and wonder why they don't give very much. Well, then you have others that, uh, you know, realize what is going on. They realize how this thing is set up and they bring a large scoop. Well, this is the measure that we're talking about here. If you just bring a tiny spoon, proverbially here, you know, using this analogy of ice cream and the serving utensil. But if you just bring a little spoon, you're only going to get a little back measured to you. But if your heart is open and your anticipation high and you've got high hopes and you bring that measure to the word, well, the, the word is going to measure itself back to you using that same measure. And, you know, this works in the negative as well, depending on what ear you give certain things. You know, the Bible talks about that the entrance of his word gives light. There's another place in the New Testament, and this, uh, all, th- all throughout the Bible, it talks about this light, illumination, enlightenment, but um, we may touch on that later. But there's a place in Matthew where it talks about the light that is in you. Okay, so this, this is referring to um, the kind of intake, the input that you are receiving from the two kingdoms. Now, there's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And he says that the light or the understanding that you have, he said, if that light is dark or dim, uh, you know, that's a bad that's that that's a bad place <laughs> to to be. I mean, some some sometimes people think that they are uh, how do I phrase this? That they are in the possession of great knowledge, but wow, if that knowledge is dark, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! In in that 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 is not great. That is not good. And some some people are deceived. They think that they've got this knowledge. They have this uh, high knowledge. You know, this is the the temptation and the, the deception behind all secret societies. It's like hidden knowledge that uh, only special ones or the elite or those that, uh, you know, are promoted to certain levels, then, then you have access to certain uh, knowledge or more knowledge. And this is what is the, the allure or the draw in all these secret societies. And, uh, 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 but if the light that you do have is dark, wow, man, how great is that? And this can happen, measuring can happen on that negative side is what I'm saying, is if you're approaching uh, certain sources of information, say, and you approach that with a large measure, that measure is what's going to be measured back to you. Um, Let me see if I can rephrase this one more time. If you're coming into things that are of the dark, if they are devilish, if it's uh, uh, deception, lies, deceit, but you don't realize that the ear that you give to it is the measure in which that information is going to be fed back to you. Some people naively are curious and they go into a thing and they are like, man, man, I just, man, I just want to know. I just want to hear everything. I, I just got to come in here and, you know, figure all this out. Well, you got to be watchful because, man, you may get more than what you bargained for. 
And he's saying, be cautious what you hear. Be cautious of, of, of what you're hearing. Now, if you will give the word that great measure, if you'll give the word that honor, if you'll give the word that ear opening, if we could say it like that, he promises that the word is going to measure back to you. Knowledge, power, virtue, strength, hallelujah. But you have to measure properly. Again, how you treat the word will determine how you receive from God. Little word, little knowledge, little power, little strength. If you get into the word uh, with a big measure, then you're going to get a dose, a heavy dose, a large measure back because the word is meeting you at your measure of power, strength, help, assistance, knowledge, virtue, understanding, revelation. Hallelujah, somebody. Faith. Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word. Little ear, little hearing, little faith, little word, little strength, little measure. Uh, You're going to get a little measure back. The Bible says this too, that those that hear even more will be given. You understand there's a blessing then of those that really attend to his words, those that really uh, um, sacrificially pay the price to pay attention, then there's a blessing of abundance that will be given to you. He said even more will be given to you. Now, there's another verse that goes, goes on to say, but if you don't, in effect, if you're not listening, if you're not measuring the word with honor, if you're not measuring the word, you're not coming with an open heart, maybe your heart's restricted. Maybe your heart is full of bitterness, unforgiveness, unbelief. Um, maybe your heart is full of doubt. Maybe there's all these things going on and, and you have uh, dishonored or distrusted the word. Well, uh, this one place, Corinthians, in the King James Bible, it says, referring to the innermost part of man, but the King James called it the bowels. He said, we weren't restricted in our bowels. You know, you can kind of understand what they're trying, trying to say there. But he said, rather, our hearts were enlarged to you. So if, if you come to the word and you're all restricted, there could be factors associated with that. But, but, but what it does is it limits how you're measuring that word. You're only going to get a little bit back. Now, praise God for the trickle. I, I mean, there may be a situation where, praise God, uh, somebody had a little bit. They uh, allowed the word in a little bit, and we're believing that, you know, maybe that word is what began to work in them a little bit to where they started to consider how they were measuring that word. But um, some, some people come to it, and for whatever reason, they just measure the word little. Well, they're not getting a lot out of it. And the Bible says that depending on how you hear, either more will be given to you, or the Bible says in the next verse that even what you have will be taken. Man, that's a sad state. But the Lord's sort, sorting those things out. I don't know exactly how all that process works. Uh, you know, or the ramifications behind all of that. But that's what the Bible says. And so you got to be watchful here, friends. You don't want to lose what you do have. You want more added to it. Now, I want to go to Second Peter. We're talking about measuring 
the word here. I want to go to Second Peter chapter one, and uh, I'm going to read a couple verses here, and then I'm going to read to you a, a devotional um, out of this right here. This is Faith Food Devotions by Kenneth e. Hagan, and uh, today's devotional was so good, and it actually has to do with what I've been. Um, um, thinking on and meditating on, you know, we've been this whole year of podcasts been talking about putting the word first. We're talking about the agency in that word. Now we're talking about measuring that word. And uh, this devotional is going to speak right to that. But in second Peter chapter one, verses two and three, it says, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. And, Let's see, the the Amplified says in, we could say through. I'm going to use the word through here. May grace and peace be multiplied uh, to you through the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That was the Amplified. Let me get my New King James here really quick. And I want you to catch something. Sorry, I didn't already have this up before. Okay, here's the New King James. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge or through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now this next phrase, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these, through, through these promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, or the lust of the flesh. All right, several things are being said there, but I want you to catch a couple thoughts that through the knowledge of God, through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we could easily say through the knowledge of the word, through the knowledge of the word, comes our access to life and godliness. He says his divine power has given us all these things that pertain to life and godliness, but it comes through what? Through the knowledge of his words, the things that he has promised. These promises, these great and precious promises um, uh, are what allow us to partake of the divine, the supernatural life. When you get into these promises, you're living into these promises. These promises are being actualized. They're being made tangible. They're manifesting in your life. Well, then somebody could say, man, you're living the, the divine life. But how do you tap into those promises? Well, it comes by hearing. You have to hear what he has said about you know, one, two, three, A, B, C, etc. If you don't hear what he has said about it, you're not going to have faith to receive it. So this is why he says here that all these things, all these things that he has pre-planned, all these things that pertain to life and godliness, they come through the knowledge of the word. They come through the knowledge of him. And that knowledge is in his word. So here's what, here's what we're simply saying. I, I mean, this is not rocket science, friends. He's saying you've got to get into that word. 
Remember, we started this year talking about put the word first. Why? Because there was an agency in it. There's something supernatural. He's even helping you to get a hold of everything he's uh, laid aside for you. But if you don't know anything about it, if you're not in the word, you're not going to be in possession of the knowledge of his will for you. And listen, we've we've talked about this on this podcast. We've talked about it uh, in healing school. We do a healing school. You can check out all those videos. We've got years of content. We just talk about healing. But one of the things that comes up when we're dealing with the subject of healing is this idea, and it's not just associated to healing, but that's where I've heard it associated mostly, is this idea of, well, you just never know. You just never know what God's will is. Friends, that is such a lie and strategy of the devil. I mean, if you've been uh, hooked with us for the last several years, you've heard us talk about that from every angle, and I think you are well aware that that is such a uh, ignorant strategy of the devil that's really making a lot of people look foolish because the Bible says, do not be a fool, but know what the will of God is. That's, that's literally a Bible verse. And if we were unable to determine what God's will was or is, then he put us in a very difficult position. He'd be lying against himself to tell us to know my will, but then forbid us from actually knowing it. That's not how God works, friends. That is such a twisted lie of the devil. It's a strategy against you where you feel like uh, incapable of knowing what God's will is. Well, listen, in his word is the knowledge of him. The word is him to you. Hallelujah. The word became flesh, friends. Jesus was a uh, fully God, fully man, but he was the word made flesh, dwelt among us. Then there was a record, hallelujah, the Bible, the written word. Okay, we're not trying to take away from uh, the spirit or the unction of the Holy Ghost. Uh, like First John chapter 2, I have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One, and I know all things. We're not taking away from that. We're just not talking about that specifically. We're just talking about the written word that there's knowledge. By the way, the Holy Spirit takes this, takes this, and actually reveals the word to you. Holy Spirit takes what is written about him, all these inspired words. Remember, Peter talked about that. We didn't come up with this, Peter was saying, paraphrasing. He said, the Holy Ghost inspired us to write these things. And then other uh, men we're involved in putting this canon together. But again, it's less about ink on paper, okay? But we're talking about this is an archive, a record of what Jesus has done, God's dealings with man. This is revealing him. This is revealing him. Even Jesus used, it is written. All right, so I'm not going down that road. That's a whole separate thought in and of itself. Um, But the point is that the devil will try and keep you out of the word because he knows if you measure the word, if you measure the word, if you go to this word with a big measure, if, if you go to this word with an open heart, with an inclined, inclined ear, the idea behind incline your ear is to stretch the ear opening to its maximum capacity, meaning you are investing in, you're investing in getting into this word. You are investing in the fact that this word's going to speak to you. It's going to talk to you it's going to reveal something to you. You're going to get a hold of God's will for you because it's in his word. 
And this is what he's saying here. People are not really living that divine life they want to live because they haven't measured the word. And because they've had a little measure, they've had little knowledge of him. The, uh, this, this supernatural reality comes through the knowledge of him and the promises, the things that he has said as it concerns you. Remember that verse in Psalm? It says that he's perfecting that which concerns you or me. How do you find out about what he's perfecting? The knowledge of the word. You get into that word, just naturally, you're going to increase your knowledge. If you are working with Holy Spirit and you say, Heavenly Father, I thank you. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of the word. I'm going to get into your word today. And I thank you, Holy Ghost, you're going to cause these words to come alive, leap up off these pages, and it'll begin to minister to me. I thank you for the rhema word, the right now, aha, the oh, wow, that's for me type moments when I'm in your word. I thank you, Father, you said that through knowledge that I would be able to access this divine life through, through knowledge of the word, I, I would hear, I would see, I would understand. I, the, the eyes of my heart would be enlightened to your promises that concern me. I mean, you could say something like that. You could take a prayer similar to that before you get into the word and get your faith on it. Uh, set your hopes high that this word is going to minister to you. If you'll measure this word huge, friends, you know, if, if you go into the word, man, and um, blah, 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 Shandai, if you get into the word, hallelujah, and every time you get into the word, you have some negative confession, something like, like this, like, oh, man, every time I read the word, I just never get anything out of it, or I don't even understand what it says. All this these and thous. Well, first of all, get you a different Bible that doesn't have these and thous. I mean, that's on you, friend. That, that is your faux pas, okay? Get you a Bible that you can basically read the language, okay? Then... Stop saying that you don't get anything out of it when you read. What kind, what kind of confession is that, friends? I mean, you're repeating, uh, you're repeatedly calling yourself stupid. Stop that. Say, I thank you that I have an anointing from the Holy One and I know all things. And when I get into this word, the Bible says, his sheep know his voice and the voice of a stranger they don't follow. When I get into the Bible, the Bible talks to me. When I read the Bible, I get revelation. What you know, change your confet you're measuring the word uh as if the word has nothing for you. When you talk negative about that or yourself in relation to the Bible, you're 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 exchanging a great big scooper for a tiny little spoon. And no wonder the Bible doesn't um uh, bring forth more for you because every time you approach it, you have measured it tiny. You have so dishonored the word. No wonder you're not getting anything from it. You're calling yourself stupid and, and you're basically saying that this has nothing for me. Like, I don't understand it. It wasn't written to me. There's nothing in here that I get. That's a lie of the enemy, friends. That's a strategy of the devil. And I hope you see that. All right, before I'm out of time, let me get over here to this uh, devotional. Again, I said I was going to read a devotional, the January the 25th devotional. 
um, faith food. Now, this you may be watching this in the archive, so the date may be different than the day that you're watching today's episode. But if you have this book, and I would encourage you to get this book, this is a phenomenal daily devotional. One of my favorites, Kenneth E. Hagan, Faith Food Devotions, January 25th. Listen to this. This one's called Knowledge. And he starts out with uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1, 5, and 6. And notice how all this just fits together with our lesson today. He said, my son, if you will receive my words, well, you got to measure it first, right? I mean, who wants to hear from somebody that they totally have dishonored, disrespected, have no value for, right? You kind of tune those people out, you know, even the ones you shouldn't you know, the ones that actually have something for you, sometimes they're the ones that get tuned out. And then we tune our ear to all this trash talk, people that are bad-mouthing. Anyways, I don't want to get off on that. Here he says, My son, if you will receive my word and hide my commandments with thee, then you shall understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, out of his mouth comes knowledge. Oh, praise God, friends. Listen, the word has everything you need. Every answer, every solution, every uh, bit of help you need is found in that word, friends. You know, let let me say this, and I'm going to go on to this Devo, but uh, I... You know, I've done podcasts on this. If you've stayed up with us for the last several years, in fact, what see, it's 2024, maybe in 2022. I, I think it's, it seemed like the majority of 2022, uh, a lot of those podcasts were dealing with spiritual realities. Um, you know, I, I dove into the topic of even spiritual encounters, okay? Using the imagination, having spiritual encounters. We talked about the imagination was the gateway to the spirit realm. All right, so I am all for, I believe that there is a dimension, there is a reality, a spiritual dimension. It's unseen, but it's real. And you can access that. Um, but here's what the Bible says to keep balance because you can get caught up in spiritual things and I'm telling you, demons will start entertaining you. Um, but to keep balance, here's what the Bible says. That right now, we know him via his word. But then it says, we shall see him face to face. Now, when it says, but then, what it's referring to is that the point of the rapture or the resurrection of the church, when he comes back for his body and bride, and we are transformed in a twinkling. The Bible talks about that we're going to have a new body, this mortality, this tent, this mortality will be stripped off. We're going to put on immortality. It's a new physical body. Then, this is what the Bible says, then we shall know him or see him face to face. Listen, right now you are not, um, we are not interacting or relating with Jesus bodily. We are relating and interacting with him via his word. Now you can have the discerning of spirits, and this is where you're able to uh, encounter him spiritually, but that doesn't happen to everybody and that doesn't happen all the time. Okay, for the vast majority of people, their daily experience will be fellowshipping with him via his word. 
again, there are spiritual experiences and encounters and the imagination is a part of that, but, uh, but that's another thought. But, but still, even then, that is not knowing him bodily or physically. That, the Bible says that hasn't come yet. That's part of our hope. That's a part of the, um, the, uh, the hope of our resurrection. Uh, but right now, we must fellowship with him via his words. And if you don't value his words, friends, you're not going to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus. So this says real faith accompanies knowledge of the word of God. It takes no effort whatsoever on the part of the intellect or the will of man to obtain faith. Faith accompanies knowledge. Remember, faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing the word. Little measure, little faith. Remember, Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. Why would he say things like, like that? Well, if you go back, you'll realize that he told them something they didn't hear. Therefore, they didn't have the faith. They, they missed when he was giving them knowledge and wisdom and understanding, and they totally missed it. And no wonder they didn't have faith to, to stand when opposition came to the promise. You know, if we just really make this simple, people who have faith for healing is because they've actually went in and heard Jesus talk about healing. People have faith for finances, went into the Bible, and they found scriptures that dealt with their situation, and they heard him talk to them. I don't know how many times people say, well, you know, this isn't happening, that doesn't happen, Jesus doesn't heal anymore. Listen, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. These are the most foolish, ignorant people. You know, of course, they didn't get there alone. They had to have help. The devil helps them. Other ignorant people help. You, you, have, to have, you have to be told that if you read the Bible, that Jesus isn't still doing amazing stuff. Yeah, you have to be told that because you don't get that from reading the Bible. He's still speaking today. He's speaking to us via his word. This is not just a history book. This is his word that continues to live in our hearts today, and it's building a hope that we will literally unite with him physically, bodily, we'll be united with him. Um, and his words is what's keeping that alive in our hearts. Hallelujah. We get into the Bible and reread that every day, and it keeps that alive in our heart. All right, let me get this because I'm almost out of time. He says, faith accompanies knowledge. As soon as the light of knowledge comes, faith is there. As the psalmist of old said, the entrance of thy words give light. That's in Psalm 119, 130. People often pray for faith, but what they actually need is more knowledge of God's word. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus, help us. I'm going to read that one more time. People often pray for faith. Oh, I just need faith. I just need more faith. No, you don't, friends. You just need to measure the word larger. You, you need a more, you need that bigger dose of the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. You don't need more faith. You need more word. If, you're, if you have a little faith, you need to go back and say, what did I miss? I must have missed something he said. If you have little faith, you just need to go back and say, Jesus, what did you say? I, I wasn't listening. Can you tell me again? And guess what? He's got it right, right here. It's right, it's right in his word. You can go back and hear it again. People often pray for faith, but what they actually need is knowledge of God's word. When the knowledge of God's word comes, faith will automatically be there. 
You could pray forever to have faith, but if you don't get any knowledge of God's word, you will never get faith. Feed on God's word. Meditate on God's word. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, friends, I'm out of time today on the podcast, but listen, notice what he said. He says, the fear of the Lord is connected with his words and commands being attended to. Don't tell me you fear God, but have no relationship with his word. All right, friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you need prayer, you know what to do. You can call us 870-741-9099. Leave a message. One of our prayer partners will call you back. Or you can send us an email to hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Of course, you can always go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash prayer. Fill out the prayer form there, and it'll get to our prayer partners. Oh, friends, we had a good time today. I hope you join me again next week. We're going to have a good time then, too. All right, friends, go about your day today, and remember, be blessed. <laughs>